episode 41 of the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am on today with Kaveh Rastampur from a very large software company called Meltwater. Welcome to the show, Kaveh. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. We're going to talk today about understanding client churn. Um, so Kaveh, give us a little background on you and, and Meltwater. I know it's had a pretty incredible history and would love to hear it. Yeah, so um, Meltwater is a global leader in media intelligence. We uh, track online news and social media. We do, um, we're in a, in a category that we call outside insights uh, these days. Uh, we're a pretty big uh, B2B SaaS company. We're close to a $200 million business. And uh, we have more than 50 offices in um, 20-something countries. And Metro um, uh, is a Scandinavian company, and also that's also where I'm from. Uh, I've been with the company for the last 10 years. Uh, I, I joined the company when it was a small startup. And today I am uh, the executive director for the Americas, which means that I run all the business in North and South America, sales, customer success, enterprise, marketing, everything. How, when you, uh, just a point of clarity, when you joined, how many people were there? Uh, I actually don't remember, but uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty small. It was, it was a Norwegian startup that just came to Sweden. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it was pretty small. And uh, today, how many employees, if you can say? Today, we're at 12, uh, 1,200, I think. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And then uh, your organization is, you were telling me this earlier, a couple hundred people now? Yeah, yeah. I think we are uh, around 300 people or so in, in, in Americas. Wow. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's just dive in. I mean, as you think about uh, understanding client churn, maybe give the listeners some idea about uh and and maybe if you want to use meltwater as a as a specific example yeah. when should a company start monitoring and measuring this um you know most of the listeners are going to be early stage software founders so um is this a kind of day one exercise how do you how do you kind of think about it leading up to to obviously renewal which is the first piece of this yeah um I think that, I mean, from day one, you should obviously start thinking about your product and a new business a sales methodology. But, you know, as soon as you have found a sales methodology that, that, you, that you feel uh, scales, that works, I think that start thinking about customer success as soon as you can after that. Um, what you want to do probably from uh, day one is to start thinking about an onboarding process of some kind which is the phase first of our, of our, of our customer success, if you like, uh, life cycle. But um, I, I wouldn't necessarily start from day one, but uh, give it a, you know, if you, if you do annual con contracts, as an example, um, you know, spend the first six months, try to nail down a sales methodology, and then after that, start thinking about renewals and, and uh, things ahead. 
And what it, when when uh, you guys early on started thinking about renewals, what was what was kind of the the median you would use to to track this? What, talk to us a little bit about metrics. Like, are you are you are you basically doing your QBRs with the customer and then and then trying to optimize for something, or how did you guys think about it early on? Yeah. So, um, I mean, um, uh, I think the way people should do it. It, it, I think people should just keep it as simple as they can in the beginning. And when it comes to uh, measuring customer success and churn and these things, renewal rates, there's there's a hundred million different uh, metrics. But but <clears throat> I would start with three key key uh, churn metrics, if you like. One is to look, just keep account of number of clients that you you're, you're churning, uh, and then look at your revenue churn, which could be the MRR churn. Um, and also, I will look at uh, the net journal renewal rates. So that is when you add on the upsells and, 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 um, and upgrades, cross-sales that you do. Um, I think QBRs, yes. You know, EB, some people call it EBRs, QBRs. You want to do NPS surveys, all these things. I think that all those things are good to do. But starting out, just you know, start out meeting your customers every three months. At at uh, you know, if you again, if you have um, annual subscription, I think to meet them, you know, th- uh, uh, every three months, speak about how their account is going, make sure that they're satisfied, and so on. I, I think I think you'll be fine. And then um, a lot of a lot of times we talk here about voluntary and non-voluntary churn. Churn. Can you just give the the and I know you guys think about this as well. Can you just give kind of the listeners the difference and how and what what do you care more about or how do you think a, about it as the the owner of that customer success organization? Yeah. Um, I mean, um, I mean to simplify it, a voluntary churn is churn that you're okay with losing. So it could be smaller companies. Companies that don't want to pay their invoice, or for some reason, <laughs> or you know, um, uh, customers that you that you feel okay with lo- losing for some kind, and non-voluntary is, uh, yeah, uh, all the customers you don't want to lose. Um, so, I think that obviously it's good to keep track of um, the difference of the two, um, but uh, you know, don't churn. Don't you know? <laughs> th- there's no churn. That's good churn. A lot. Of, so something that comes up frequently, though, is, you know, you start selling software in your first year of operations and you have, you know, may, maybe not nailed your ideal customer profile or your buyer personas. And so you have a bunch of, of folks that will obviously yeah. voluntarily churn. Like, is there a right way to are you just kind of sending them an email? Is it like how, how do you how do you kind of assess that internally and then and then think about, you know, communicating with those type of folks? Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I think that if you have made up your mind that this is a customer segment that you don't want to sell to, or that you don't want to have uh, as customers, then I think just be upfront with the customer, speak to them about that, you know, honor your agreement, um, and and, um, and and then move on. Um, I, I think it's as simple as that. Got it. Got it. And uh, non non voluntary, any tactics or tricks or tips that you've learned over the the many years of uh how to maybe keep those customers <laughs> oh uh oh my god yeah we <laughs> um uh yeah man we uh i mean any SaaS companies hate to lose customers so right. so uh there's a bunch of things I, th- I think that the most important thing here is to make sure you hire the right people in customer success 
I think one of the things that a lot of people do wrong is that they start, they, they, a lot of people think that customer success is a support function. It is not a support function. It's a, it's, it's a revenue function. So you need to have people that are business-minded, uh, hire people in customer success that are business-savvy, tech-savvy, people that really understand the, the, the value that your product is creating for your customers. So if you have the right people on board there, uh, I think that they can help you fight churn if you like um so i think that it start i think it starts with that and then there's a bunch of methodologies you can run for example you um one of the things we do is that we survey all our customers um six months into the contract so you know when you have six months left of a contract you send the customer a survey what do you think about this what do you think how much value do you feel that we're creating for you can you see yourself renewing your contract and if if you pick up early signals like that, then you have time to to work on um, potential churn cases. Can you maybe dive into that? So you you guys basically will send a, like an NPS type of score to them, and then um, you know gather all the feedback. And what do you have kind of a meeting around around who's at risk and not? Yeah. So um, uh, exactly. So we do we do two or three type of surveys. One survey, the first survey that we do goes out after the onboarding. So, um, you know, you have onboarding process that for Meltwater takes uh, 30 days is a month after. Uh, and we have special people that only do onboarders in our customer success organization. Uh, so they make sure that, you know, we have delivered on our promises uh, from the new business uh, sales side. And after this onboarding is done, we, we survey a client that we say that, hey, like, do you also feel that we have delivered on our promises? What do you think about the training? What do you think about the this? What do you think about the that? And, um, and, and, and with that, th all those surveys are being uh, closely looked at uh, from a management point of view. Uh, you know, we dive into the cases where we, you know, where the customer feel that we have not done a good job. And then, uh, you know, if they pass this first step, they go on to the customer success uh, manager. Um, and then, as I said, like six months in, we do another survey. And, and as you said, like, we have these systems in place where we, you, you flag this, you know, uh, we have a flagging system that this case could be a potential churn case. The, the teams meet about them. You could have more senior people in customer success getting involved, try to, you know, we, we try to speak to the customer as much as we can and, 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 and so on. And then what's the let in the last, you said you did three surveys. Yeah, and, the and then we have an exit survey. All right. So, so <laughs> you know, and I think that, the, you know, if you are a larger company, uh, I mean, if you have two people, customers churning per year, if you're a small company, obviously, you could just call the customers. But if, if you, depending on your deal sizes and so on, but if you have more, I think that serving uh, clients that are churning, I think is a great idea. And especially maybe for founders and startups, like, you know, call these customers, try to understand what happened, try to learn from it as much as possible. Was it your product? Was it, you, did you overpromise? Was it that they didn't see any value in it? You know, and, and really try to understand these things. Uh, so so we, we, we do that, we analyze all these surveys, we, you know, the feedback is going back to the product teams, um, the leadership in the company, and, and it, it's something that we take very seriously. And the, it would seem that the onboarding survey would be really important, especially in an early stage company, because you always get salespeople that sort of overpromise. And yeah. then if you, it's it's rare, I think, to see a survey go out after the the customer has just been sort of closed one, right? Um, yeah. Is there is there uh, maybe maybe just to 
to kind of close this section on this, is there like a checkbox, you know, that you guys are trying to, to fulfill with that survey? Like, is there specific gating factors that would prevent them from moving to the customer success manager or is it, I mean, uh, yeah. So the, the main checkbox is that have we delivered on our promises through the, through the sales cycle, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 according to the customer, because Got it might it, be okay. that the salesperson says, like, yeah, man, I I I sold them exactly <laughs> what we have, right, but right. but you know, after say thirty days in, when we have trained all the users and all these things, then we will know, like, hey, like, do, do you feel as a customer, as a decision maker, signing on this contract, like, did we deliver on these things? Got it. And it's a good feedback going back to the new business sales guy. It is. Um, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, that, that's the main thing we want to get out of it. Got it. All right. So maybe, maybe just shift a little bit to, um, reporting and we can whip through this pretty quickly. So you talked about how a company should break it down in terms of the three specific metrics. How do you, how do you present this or what have you seen? You know, you're on the board of a lot of early stage companies, do you, do you kind of present this to the, the board? Is this a, uh, you know, talk to product team casually? How, do, how should a founder be thinking about, um, you know, a, a high level and low level, um, you know, report or presentation format for this? Yeah. Uh, so early on, I think that um, smaller companies that have maybe weekly meetups or uh, monthly summary emails going out to the team. Um, uh, I think that include churn um, reports, you know, how many customers churned this month, what are the main reasons, what did you find in your surveys perhaps, what is the latest NPS, uh, it could be specific comments that you are um, uh, gathering from, from your different users. I think that reporting on it on a continuous basis, making it part of your, say, monthly updates to the organization. And, and, and I mean, not only the customer success organization, but the product team, the, the engineer, the marketing people uh, you have and so on. I, I think that's, that's key. Um, because you, you, I mean, in Melford, we say that churn is a responsibility not only for customer success like everyone in the custom in the company is responsible for churn it's a it's a feedback to to the business and i think that it should be seen that way sure and then uh technology do you do you kind of have your preferred tools that a company should think about early on or is it mostly just kind of do all this in you know google yeah. docs or whatever no, I, th I think early on i mean Early on, I, I, there's a bunch of tools out there, but like early on, I would just, uh, I don't think it's an investment that that's necessary. It depends on obviously how fast you are scaling the business, how many customers you bring on board. Uh, but um, um, uh, early on, make sure that at least you're keeping track of your churn metrics, uh, have an have a onboarding process in, in place. I know that, uh, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of uh, uh, businesses out there. I, there's a Scandinavian company called Plan Hat that, that does this really well, I think, for, especially for startups. You could check that out. There's a bunch of other vendors too, obviously, in, in that space. And then uh, to specifically focus on the, the um, uh, surveying tools, do you use any specific like NPS survey? No, thing I, I think any of them goes. I mean, a survey tool is a very okay. basic, very, very basic thing, yeah. All right, got it. So that's that's the presentation formats and the and the um, technology tools. Maybe just to close, um, 
at a, at a much higher level. Do, do you see any kind of leading or lagging indicators over your career or are there specific kind of elements leading up to churn that you've seen that, that a founder can view as like, oh, this is definitely a telltale sign. I need to kind of, you know, do something different or, or change something. Yeah. So um, I think that you need to measure a few things. I mean, most people these days, when they build their product, they, they, um, they're measuring the usage of their product. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few things that you need to look at. I think, first off, I think definitely me- uh, usage of your product. You know, if uh, people engage with it, are they using it? You can, there's a bunch of tools there, like Segment, Mixpanel, all these things that a lot of people are using. Um, make sure you analyze those um, uh, those. Type so if of they're numbers. not using it, obviously they're not. Gonna <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think you, you I think I think I think you should. Yeah, um, uh, I, I would do that. We talked about surveys. I think QBRs once every quarter speak to the decision makers that is gonna sign on the renewal. So hey, like just so you know, uh, you may not be the main user of this tool you signed on, but your team has been using it this much. This is the feedback we're getting. These are the features that we're gonna we're planning to release over the next uh, three or six months. Sure. Um, um, and I think that um, one thing that we look at is also uh, like a, we look at the subjective feedback coming from the customer success manager because they're in constant dialogue with the customer. You know, they can look through the tickets that comes in, and and they typically have a very good sense of. Um, if this customer might be as yeah, yeah. at churn, churn churn or not. So so. If you look at these things, it would be good leading indicators for you for you to understand if this thing is going to turn or not. And is there there's uh, that's a great point. I mean, it's never cut and dry with data, right? You always have yeah. to include the customer success. Definitely, manager because you could uh, say a survey or like whatever. It, it could be one of those things like it's easy to sit behind a computer. You you just had a bad morning, and the product something happened with the product. And maybe it was, was even your own internet connection. And then a survey comes in and you're super upset. You're like, hey, I hate this. This sucks. But then you speak to the person. You're like, he like, he like you know, actually, I mean, maybe I just had a bad <laughs> Right, Don't right, worry. right. So, so just capturing that, you know. Got it. All right. That's helpful. So, um, yeah, maybe just to close, we've talked about the, the basics of churn, how to think about it, how to think about reporting it, the technology tools. Um, some of the, the macro indicators to think about. Um, we've also covered all of the meetings and approaches to, to um, looking into this. Maybe uh, any final thoughts just before we, we break um, in your many, many years of experience <laughs> yeah. on this? Yeah, I, I think um, um, I, I, I maybe two things. One thing I hope that like Miles Water can help uh, early stage SaaS founders to be inspired that we build our business. We never taken in um, uh, any external funding, or we didn't do that for the first twelve years of the business. Totally bootstrapped. Totally bootstrapped. We be, we build a several hundred dollar, million dollar ARR business, just uh, you know without any external funding. I think that uh, I hope that that could inspire people to to uh, you know focus a lot on cash flow in the beginning when they build their businesses. Uh, not that VCs of the world are not important. Of course, they, they could <laughs> right, help out right. too. But like focus on, you know, fo- start, you know, I hope that it could inspire at least some founders out there that you, c- you, ca- you can build a big business uh, that way. Sure. Um, and uh, Matefloor is a great example of that. Um, and the second thing, you know, when it comes to customer success, like, you know, it's a very, um, if you're in a renewals business, it's a very important 
um, area of the business that you that that you need to like figure out. So, so start thinking about it. Don't wait five years. You know when you when you when you're churning a bunch of customers. You need methodologies right. for it. You need you need tools. You need systems. You need like you you need to nail a customer success methodology just like you do a, a new business sales methodology. Got it. Excellent. Well, thank you, Kaveh. I appreciate you coming on to the show. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Have a good day, guys. Thank you for downloading this Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. Bowery Capital is a business software-focused venture capital firm specializing in helping our founders build initial revenue traction. For more information, please visit us online at BoweryCap.com backslash blog.